500 years ago he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad he said i'm mad i must eradicate piracy injustice and cruelty and all my sons will follow me so evil doers will believe that this man cannot die the phantom the ghost who walks the phantom enemies beware the phantom's always there but you won't find the phantom he finds G'day everyone. For those who came in late, you'll listen to X-Band, the Phantom Podcast. It's our special 145th um, episode, and for this special episode, the boys have handed me the reins, even though I haven't been on for, for a couple of episodes, so they thought, Steve, you take the reins on this podcast, we'll, we'll trust you with this. It's a very important interview, but two very important guests <laughs> for us today, and uh, so I'll just introduce them to you. One of them um, well, the, b- both have been working very hard on a, on a certain uh, phantom project, which you can probably tell by the title of the podcast, I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> I've had a little bit to do with it, but these guys have been head and shoulders and every, any, every other body part into it. I've just been like a, what do you call it? A, um, uh, those fellows who stand by the side and offer advice. Consultant. <laughs> Consultant and proofreader. <laughs> Unfortunately, my timetable was fairly flat out over the holidays, but um, it wasn't for these two guys. And of course, I'm talking about Dan and Jermaine. How are you going there, fellas? Very good, Mark. Really good. You're going to get around to introducing us for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little bit rusty, was it? I had a, few, had a few ideas of how to introduce you, and then it came to the time, and just well, I just kept talking. <laughs> <sighs> uh, no, good to be with you, Steve. I'm really pleased you could join us tonight. Yeah, oh, so am I. good to have you back on. Yeah, it's good to be we back. Do get people, we do get people asking, you know, is Stephen still around? When's he on next? And, and stuff like out there. So I'm not sure if it's you just paying someone to ask. To ask <laughs> not, but, Believe uh, me, you can see my bank account. I'm not paying anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you, there, there are people out there that, uh, that they do miss you and, and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, no, I've just been on the podcast. <laughs> uh, now, I was a well, it was my attempt at humour for the introduction of the podcast, but hopefully, I did say that these guys have been working on a very important um, little publication. Um, so, as everyone knows, or I'm sure many of you are aware, that um, this past summer, um, Australia has. Um, experienced some of the worst bushfires um, on record. I haven't got the, the all the numbers in front of me. I'm sure that, that they've changed since the last time I, I looked anyway. Um, but lots, plenty of um, the country has burnt down. Plenty of people have lost their homes. I heard a story just the other day about um, a family up on up in New South Wales who they, they were lucky, but the people right beside them had lost their house and um the the story went that um before they could pack their or you know they they got they knew it was coming so they had time to pack their car and they found out what was important and they packed their car and they were able to get down to the to the beach where it was safe um and then but there, there was someone on the on the lookout and um letting them know if the fire was going to come down to the beach that they had to go into the water and then whatever was important to them was going to the um was going to have to go with them into the water and they had to leave the car behind but luckily um um that the threat passed and they were able to keep whatever was in the car but some people weren't all that lucky with their houses mm. and and it's because of stories like this that um that well I'll let these guys talk about what we what fan, what chronicle chamber is um been doing and um so we'll, we'll say well i'll begin with uh with dan i think um so how, how did this fundraiser uh begin dan oh it began uh, you know that that new year's day i think when um all australians and people around the world were seeing the uh the devastation of the fires over that christmas period and it was the 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 township of Malakuta, I think, in particular, where people had to go down to the beach, a similar scenario to what you've just painted. And, um, you know, we just constantly were seeing 
um, images on the news of fire in the sky and people being driven down to the water. In this case in particular, it was the most dramatic footage we saw um, right across Sydney, the smog and, and even, you know, as far north as Toowoomba. And you've said in Ballarat before that, uh, you know, so we're, we're 3,000, 3,500 kilometres apart and the smog and the fire and the smoke was just across all of us. And um, uh, it started with that. It was just, it started with the horror of, of what we were all seeing and feeling and experiencing. And, um, and then just sort of a, a sense of, um, uh, initially a sense of helplessness. What can we do? Um, there, there's nothing you can do to reach out and help these people. Um, and I guess then we started to think, well, what platforms have we got? We, me donating 50 bucks, which is, or $100 or whatever I can afford, is a thing, but then using the platform that we had as Chronicle Chamber, what can we, what can we do that's bigger than that? And um, that's, I guess, when we started the conversation in a group chat to go, well, how can we use the platform we've got? And uh, Jermaine, I think it, it pretty quickly became apparent that um, there was something that we could do. Yeah, and so and Jermaine, you're over there in, in WA. Um, did did you have much of the the the, the smoke and, and stuff affect you guys over there as well? So the, for those who don't know, Australia is quite a big place. It's about, I guess, as wide as the US, if you want to put it in yeah. comparison. So the, the fires over in New South Wales, top uh, bottom bit of Queensland and Victoria didn't affect us. And but South also, Australia. But yeah, but the, mm. there was the fires in South Australia that did affect us as well. So for a period of time, we've, we were actually, the WA was actually kind of like isolated because... We had floods up the north, and then we had um, the fires in South Australia, which basically closed the borders. So for about a week, two weeks, nothing can get in or out of WA, and most Western Australians got their wish and finally became a standalone state. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but over here in Perth or in WA, or I guess anywhere in Australia, bushfires are a, a part of life, unfortunately. Um, a part of summer, certainly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we did a podcast, what, I think it would have been about close to a year ago where um, where that day, uh, my state where I live was actually evacuated and my family was, uh, yeah. was, was evacuated and stuff. I stayed behind and, uh, and you know, you know, looked after the house and stuff like that as well. But, and, you know, my parents have almost lost their house, um, you know, unfortunately... Well, luckily, nothing happened then. But, um, but yeah, it, it is a part of life. Um, we were we were kind of. Lucky. But this summer, this yeah. summer was particularly brutal, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, no. I think what 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 makes it what I guess there's you know loss of life, loss of animals, and all that type of stuff sucks. But I guess what does help is that with today's social media and today's media is that we are a lot more aware of disasters. And um, we were getting people, uh, and I'm sure it's the same as you guys, but I was getting people from the other side of the world asking me, you know, are you guys all right? Um, you know, is there anything we can do? You know, I had artists, this was even prior to the conversation of the book, saying, oh, you know, what can we do? Uh, and, and I guess... And yeah, hmm. and then you had Sal, Sal Valuto. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what I was about to, about to say. Because hmm. um, that was one of the things that got me um, at the start was um, that these people, you know, on the other side of the world knew what was happening here, you know, with our, yeah. with our bushfires, and that was quite something. And, yeah, as you say, um, I, I, for me it was Sal Valuto who, who, um, yeah. who asked us about... Um, uh, about a, like a, a, a charity, and he was going to donate um, a, a piece of work. Um, and did it really? Did it come out from that, Dan? You reckon? Yeah, I do. Like Sal Valuto, full credit to him, and we and we've said before that he's an ambassador for the Phantom. He was the first person, really, to come out and say, um, as a Phantom person, here's what I'm going to do. And he put up on Facebook, I'm going to sell. Uh, or I'm going to create three pieces of artwork and here's what it's basically going to look like. And um, the first three people to buy it, that money's going to get donated. He got in contact with us to say, well, who should I donate it to? Um, we we said the Red Cross because um, that's the, the body that's been doing the, the bulk of the heavy lifting in Australia. 
um, for the disaster relief and recovery. And from there, really, we had the conversation amongst ourselves and with Sal's input to say, well, what if it wasn't just Sal Valuta? What if there was other artists? And who else could we get in touch with to say, um, would you mind contributing a piece of unpublished phantom artwork? Would you mind even creating a piece of phantom artwork that was bushfire themed um, that we could compile into a, uh, into a book, into a bushfire appeal fundraiser book to, um, to sell? And um, the phantom artists community, and, and even further afield, not just phantom artists, but artists in general, responded so positively and so quickly. It's just remarkable when I think that as we sit here now, it's, it's still, it's less than two months. We're, we're talking seven, eight weeks at the outside since the conception of the idea. And we're sitting here now to promote the book, having been actually printed and published and, and ready to sell. It's just unbelievable how quickly everybody has just gone, yes, let me do something. Let me send something. And uh, yeah. we didn't have to ask very hard to get a lot of people got on board. And the, the, response really, the response really was overwhelming um, and, and how fast it came through. Now, now, with Chronicle Chamber, we've been able to get in contact with a number of um, creators, but um, Jerm seems to have everybody in his, back, in his little black book, I think. So, <laughs> Absolutely. So Jerm, you know, he just reached into his back pocket and put out all these names and contact details. And So how did that happen there, Jerm? How did you get in contact with these guys? Well... When we, when we initially thought, we thought, oh, okay, 50 books, 20 pages. Uh, that, was, that was literally it, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we was, thought, yeah, we've got to get 50 books and 20 pages. That'd be, that'd be all right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we were happy yeah, with yeah, that. We, we should be able to do that. Um, and then it, it just, you know, snowballed, really. Yeah. Um, so basically what we did is I said, okay, I'll contact every single artist I've ever talked to every single artist I've ever got a commission from or that Chronicle Chambers interviewed or, um, you know, that basically that was the scope. And then we even like contacted other people that had other contacts with artists and stuff like that as well, like um, Mikel Sol and Andreas Erikson and, um, you know, uh, big shout out to um, uh, Frank Borg as well, who, mm. who uh, he put us on to some other artists as well. And from there, yeah, literally snowboard. I think inside the first 24 hours, we had over 30 artists. Um, it, it was incredible. It was mind-blowing. Yeah, and then literally... Um, and then the art started coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think uh, on one hand, it was, it was kind of funny because the art came through very quickly and artists are not known for their quick work. <laughs> uh, and I, I think that goes to show... One, the love that people have for Australia. People love Australians. They love Australia. And especially if they're fandom related because, um, uh, you know, like they, Australians spend a lot of money on art and fandom art as well. So they love us. <laughs> um, and, the, yeah, the response was, was amazing. The, the response was amazing. Um, huge shout out to all the artists and, I think there's, there's over 50 that have contributed art in one way or the other. Um, mm. oh, and, and I do think part of it is, it, it is because of the horror that people were seeing on, on yeah. the TV screens. It's not just the, the connection that they have with Australians. It was also, mm. um, you know, how visual and how mm. uh, the, the photos and the video that was taken at the height of the bushfire season, it's yeah. just terrific. And the numbers, as you said before, Stephen, over 30 people have lost their lives. Nearly 3,000 people have lost their homes. Um, and, and then over a billion animals and, and whether, you know, we see in the book that, um, the animals are a bit of a theme, but also the firefighters and the heroics shown by them. So, um, you know, I think, I think it really touched, it really hit home with a lot of, a lot of people around the world and a lot of phantom artists, everyone we got in touch with was, you know, they'd seen it and they were touched by it and they wanted to help. And they yeah, did. And they, they did. So as um, I think Jermaine mentioned before, our idea was um, 50 books and about 20 pages. How many books have yep. we got now, fellas, and how many pages are we looking at? <laughs> well, it's 52 pages if you, from cover <laughs> to cover and um, 400 books. Mm. And, I've, I'm, you know, the, the way that um, the pre-orders have gone and, and you know, we're not going to shy away from the fact that we've offered the artists and our Patreons um, first dibs and, and they've had a crack now at ordering. 
um, <laughs> we, we've sold nearly and, a quarter of those books yeah. um, straight up. I, I, I think <laughs> we're going to have to look at a second print run. I really do. And, <laughs> and Which is extraordinary. Yeah, and the reason why we've offered artists and Patreons first dibs is because, well, one, there's only 400 books, but two... Most people, when you create a book or an artist contribute, they normally, they usually get a complimentary um, yes. book. But the reason why we didn't offer them that is because it's for charity. And if yeah. every artist that's 50 took a free book, you know, you, there's, there's a big chunk of money that's not going to go to charity. Yeah. And this is all about yeah. charity. It's, um, you know, we ourselves yeah. have had to buy our own books. Um, yeah, yeah exactly right. Yeah. yeah, I don't think yeah. you used to have actually brought physically brought your book yet. Well, I'm doing mine tomorrow. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> well, I haven't. I'm yeah, running the I risk of uh, <laughs> missing out at the moment. Yeah, yeah, because by the time this uh, podcast goes, uh, it's free for all, guys. <laughs> yeah. so I'll edit the podcast and I'll make sure I edit it after I purchase my books. <laughs> but um, yeah, and it's it's a great book. It's a great book. Um, you know, can we do a bit of show and tell? Or I think I think we should. And you this guys is the, the, the I can't, but I'm sure you. Two well, we 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 we've, so, we've got a proof copy. Yeah, <laughs> which is actually not the final copy either. We actually didn't have to make a couple of changes after the, proof the significant copy. changes. Yeah, yeah. So this is just the proof copy that everyone's looking at. So the cover um, there it looks very much like a uh, a Paul Mason piece of art there. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, and, and a huge shout out to Paul Mason too, because in the same way that Sal Valudo was um, a lot of the idea, and certainly in the very first stages of can we do this, should we do this, what would it look like? Um, after we decided to do it, Paul Mason has just been a power of information um, and, and support. He um, put us onto the printers who have donated the, pub, the printing costs of the book. Um, he's obviously included, um, uh, not obviously, but he has donated a, a picture for the inside as well. And then his support with the cover and um, really stepping up when it came to us, um, uh, throwing ideas around about the cover and him coming to the party with that was just fantastic. So I, I can't give Paul enough credit for this uh, in the same way that um, Sal Valudo. So the, those two artists really were the, um, the backbone in terms of supporting us and giving us ideas on how to do this. Should we quickly talk about the cover? Because I've got to say, the cover was probably... Because when we originally did this, our, our, our scope was, um, uh, let's get the artwork in, and then we'll choose a couple of covers that we each like, and then we'll have a play and see which one works the best. And then yep. um, that didn't quite get followed. And then we had a, a couple... No, well, we had, a bit we, of a play we had ideas. Yeah, with a jam cover as well. So we had a bit of an idea. Well, we you created like nine or ten different covers, like of the of mm. what you thought were the best artworks, and they, you know, oh, best, worst, whatever. You you picked nine or ten um, to trial as covers, and they all looked good, to be honest. Like mm. as you go through the book, um, the the pictures that are in there, any one of them, any one of them, yeah. honestly, could have just about been the cover. Um, and that was part of our problem because we were then like, oh well, if we slap a big phantom masthead across the top and uh, and some logos on it. Are we disrespecting the cover art, the, the art that the artists have put in for us? And um, so we then we came up with the idea of a jam cover, and there's about seven or eight different ideas of what that might look like. Um, yeah, so there was certainly a lot of work put into to the idea here. And and I guess one of the reasons why we went with Paul is because he he worked with us with the book, um, and he also and like it was. It was like literally like a design studio. It was like he came up with a couple of ideas and then we countered with a couple of ideas and we started off with little thumbnails and then and then we had the idea of using the bush fire, the bush and the, the bushfire, the flames, the fire as a as an integral element uh, with the cover as you can see, you know, as Dan holds it up, you can see um, if you're looking on YouTube of course, you should be looking at this on YouTube. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Basically, you know, the fire is a huge, huge element, and then it's kind of silhouetted with, with, um, uh, with, with the phantom. And I, I like, I like that idea. And then, and then we had two different ideas. We had either the black background or the white background. Um, and we, we waxed between those for a little bit as well from memory. 
Yeah, mm. I think. I think. We'll, yeah, and I'll I'll let you jump back in with questions again in a moment, Steve. <laughs> but um, That's right, um, I I, what I will say is, is all of the different cover ideas that we've had, and it, there was probably fifteen to twenty that we floated. All of those will be available um, in the P3, the Phantom Preservation Project, in a in a fundraiser folder that'll appear in one of the future updates for the P3 subscribers. So. Mm. Just have a bit of a look at the process. Now, yeah, we had a bit of a vote with the black or the white cover. Now, the reason I voted for the white cover, this is just, was because it has more room for signatures. <laughs> <laughs> Always think of the collector. <laughs> well, we are collectors first. Let's be honest. We are collectors first, and a white gives you a lot more room for, for signatures. And then we also added a sketch page at the back as well. So... Um, yeah. you know, I think this book, you know, when you buy and you go to all your conventions, I think you need to go to all the artists, get them to sign it, tell them how much you appreciate their work, get them to slap a thank them, there, uh, and thank them and, and, and stuff like that. Follow one on Facebook or Instagram. There's a page which has got all their details on it. Um, give them a shout out because they, they didn't do this for any money. They did it, you know, it was a total donation yeah. from them. Um, and you know, there's a whole heap of artists over 50 that have contributed to this book and, uh, they're, they're, they're the real heroes of this book. Um, they're yeah. just a conduit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, or oh, Jim just mentioned a couple of things that he thought were important with, with the book, having the white space for the, for the, um, signatures and what have you. Um, was there anything that, <clears throat> excuse me, that you really wanted to have in the including the book or really wanted to do with the book there? Um, I think from the very outset, our mantra was less of us, more of the art. Mm -hmm. Right from the get-go, it was always about trying to, trying to back away. And every time we'd make a suggestion, it was about, well, is that detracting from the art? And, and if so, how do we cut back on that? So there's very little writing in the book. They're all pin-ups. Um, the, every, every page, and I'll, and I'll flick through a few here, um, you can see there's not... No, I'm not going to give away too many, but um, um, as, as I flick through the book, it's all, it's all, for the most part, single image to a page, and that was about giving the artists the, the space to tell their story. Um, in terms of the right... Pages. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. In, in terms of the copy and what we actually had to write, um, we've got the, um, you know, the, the copyright and the, the details you've got to have in a, in a book that is licensed and we should all, uh, always keep that in mind. King Features have generously donated the licensing fees for this so that it is a licensed book um, and people who are mindful of only collecting licensed things should be aware of that. Um, so we've, we've certainly had to have that. Now, this proof copy of the book, this is one of the things that have changed. We felt that this was too text heavy. And again, back to the mantra of does the art tell the story? So flip this around. Um, the, the, for those who came in late page that is on this one um, is probably the only extended piece of writing that we had. And then from that point on, the rest of the book is just pictures until yeah. you get right to the very back. And then there's the... Um, there's the index, which Jermaine sort of hinted at before. So you get all the details of the artists and our acknowledgements page. And, and other than that, um, it's, all, it's all about the art. And that was, that was the overriding mantra of what we tried to achieve. Yeah. Excellent. And, and you mentioned King Features there. How did how they, they come to the party? How did they respond? Were they, were they quick? Were they... Um... <laughs> oh. Well... Sorry. In, in once, like, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm going to pick the wrong thing, but were they, were they supportive from the start? Yes. yes, they were supportive from the start. I, I emailed MerchantWise in Australia to say, this is what we're planning on doing. We hope you can come to the party with licensing the book. And um, MerchantWise said, um, sounds like a good idea. Let me get back to you. And probably the reason for the laughter from Jermaine is because it took a while for them to get back to us. We were just about ready to print before they did, to be honest. Um, but one, but since then, they've been incredibly fast. As yeah. soon as they said, yeah, we're likely to want to donate the licensing fee to this, we sent them the PDF and I'm going to say 48 hours, Jim, that would be about right. Maybe maybe 72. Yeah. And they got back to three us. Days. Yeah. yeah. Within three days, they'd given us basically the go-ahead. 
yeah, they got back to us and said, oh, we're concerned about this page or that page or that image or that this image. Can you just explain that? We explained that and they accepted it. They're, they're, the book is exactly as um, we wanted it to go to print um, and um, they, they've been super fast, super fast. Yeah. Um, so we, we know, and we've said a number of times in many podcasts that King features are slowish and hold things up. That has not been the case here. They've been, uh, from the moment where they said, yeah, we might approve this, they've been super quick. And it's while we're talking about license, it is worth making mention that as Dan said, this is all licensed. So every single image in here is a, in a sense, a licensed phantom image. So yep. there could be, there could be a little bit more coming out of this. Yeah. <laughs> What's and, the space and you reckon? Yeah. And whether yeah, that's yeah. from us or the individual artists, um, there'll be more to see. Yeah. Excellent. Um, was there anything, you mentioned what, what you wanted to in, include in the book. Was there anything you wanted to shy away from, anything you didn't want in the book, apart from, you know, I know you said less us, but was there anything in particular that you didn't really want in the book? Political stuff. I didn't yep. want I didn't want the fans from punching our prime minister or or um, it wasn't a blame uh, game type thing. Yeah, it's it's not for blame game because to be truthfully honest, we're all to blame. We all live on this earth. We all live in Australia. Um, you know, we could all do things better. We're all to blame, and I I didn't want that. Um, mm. That was that was probably my big thing. Is I like. Yeah, and some people may find it funny and stuff like that, but I, I didn't want to get that because that's not who the fandom is. The fandom is not someone who's going to go around and punch a leader and then put the blame on him. He's going to say, no, I'm here to fight fires. I'm here to rescue people and stuff mm. like that. So that was probably the big thing from me is I didn't want anything yeah. political. Um, and, and I think in the week or so immediately after the worst of it, that was an overriding sentiment in Australia, that sort of blame game and who, who can yeah. we lash out at? Um, and Jermaine's right. Neither of us wanted that. But to, uh, we never, had to, inf we never yeah. had to articulate that. No, no artist at any stage tried to uh, give us an image that, um, that to a portion of the platform to, yeah. No. To, and yeah, and that was, was what I was really proud of is that, yeah, you, you're right. Yes. That no artist tried to use this as a, as a platform for their political views. Um, no. And, and I think that just an speaks to the values of the phantom. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think yeah. if you were maybe using it to try and get a cover uh, gig it through, though, there, there is oh, some of course. <laughs> that is outstanding oh. artwork in, the, in that book. Of course. And it, it's interesting because um, whilst there are a number of these artists who are um, known to the Phantom world through either their work for Phantom or for Phantom in, uh, through in Australia, there's a number that no one's yeah. heard of in a sense either. So I'll be really interested. At least a third. Um, I, yeah, exactly. At least and, a and third. I, I, I took it into my, um, into my local comic shop uh, yesterday, this proof copy, because um, he's going to put a couple on the shelves and that sort of thing. And I know we're going to do the same in each of our home cities, try and get a few on the shelf because it, you know, saves people postage if we can do that. Um, he, and he was flicking going through, oh, I've never heard of this artist. I've never heard of that artist. Gee, I really like their work. And, you know, you just never know. But, but what I would say is no artists I thought um, – we're deliberately trying to use this as a vehicle for self-promotion either. Yeah. And we've deliberately tried to make it so that it's not a vehicle for self-promotion. Again, it's just the bear. Here's the picture. Here's who drew it. And at the back of the book, here's their contact details. And that's the same for every single person in it, whether they're Cy Barry, who has contributed something magnificent and, you know, is, is royalty, you know, one of the top five phantom people ever in the history of phantom through to, you know, X, Y, Z people who no one's ever heard of, but um, they're just a fan. Well, no one's heard of in the phantom community anyway. Mm. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And there's a, there's a huge range. Like, I reckon there's probably someone from every continent, bar Antarctica and, and Africa, who's represented. There's like, some of the... Like, yeah, there's, there's Italy, there's USA, there's Australia, uh, US, Canada, uh, Brazil, really Bangladesh. Is a world book. 
Sweden, Austria, Bangladesh, Austria. Um, I love the fact that we've got so many um, India. I th- don't know if we said that, um, but yes, I love Brazil. How we, yeah, I love how we've got such a wide range of um, of artists from around the world who obviously have been touched by our plight or by our disaster and have wanted to help. Mm. Um, you mentioned how, how good um, uh, King Features have been. Uh, have you found the whole process? Has it, has it run as smoothly as to be expected? Um, I, I assume you've, you've found it rewarding, of course. Um, anything, about, anything further about the process? Um, oh, there was a few. On the most part, on the most part, it went well. Like we've we've been work we've worked together, you know, the three of us with Chronicle Chamber for a number of years, and we don't. Let's be truthfully honest. We don't always agree on everything. Um, no, we don't. <laughs> and you know, and it's, to be to be quite frank, there's probably a lot of things we don't agree on. Um, but you know, maybe fortunately or unfortunately, however, whatever side you're on, is that um, it, you know it has to be pretty much a, a democracy is there's not a dictator and then there's two minions. Um, it basically, everyone has to have their say, everyone puts in their opinion and then sometimes we leave it at that and we sleep on it. And then sometimes common sense prevails and, and then we go from there. Um, but, you know, and I think there's been, you know, there's, there's probably, a, there's probably a couple of moments I can think of, you know, maybe one with, with the faffles and, one with a particular piece of artwork, but apart from that, I think it went quite smoothly. Um, and I think, I think a lot of it's got to do with the fact that we know it's not about us. And I think that's sometimes mm. something that we, we continually re- have to remind each other of is that it's not feeding our egos or it's not feeding our collection. We're fans and we're doing this for fans. Um, mm. And, you know, and I, and I guess, you know, you know, we, we still are doing a podcast and a website together. So uh, it must have been fairly smoothly on the, on the most part. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. For the, um, by and large, this, oh, this would be as smooth as you could possibly hope. And, and um, I've, I've heard the saying, and you've alluded to a couple of disagreements we might have had there along the way, Jermaine, but I've heard the, the metaphor that, you need a bit of grit in the oyster to make a pearl. And so whether I was the grit or you were the grit or, or whatever happened at different times, I really do think that we've created a pearl of a book here. And I'm, and I'm not, um, obviously I've got self-interest and I'm proud of it and all the rest of it, but I do think that as a, a piece of, um, as a fandom item and as a fandom book, as a collectible or for the average Joe Blow who doesn't collect things but just likes um, the idea of the fandom as a piece of, yeah, or wants to help. That's exactly right. Because we haven't created it for ourselves. We haven't created it for fandom fans. I think it's something that will appeal to um, Australians in general. And I genuinely think, I really do, that 400 uh, ep- um, volumes is nowhere going to be nowhere near enough for the demand. Um, and I think that we're going to have to do a second print run. And I'm looking forward to that idea. Um, because I think we get the first lot printed, uh, sold first, mate. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. We we keep tempering each other uh, for this, that, or the other. At different times, one of us gets very excited, and and, um, the others go, "Hang on, whoa, back. Let's just take one thing at a time." And that's that's to do with some of the stuff that might come after the book as well. But um, you know, every every time I've shown this to somebody who's outside of the. the internet community because it, it's pretty well known on Facebook, for instance, people who are on Facebook and, and have, have followed fandom stuff on Facebook that, that we're doing this. And even amongst that group, I think we'll sell our 400 quite comfortably. But um, at work, I've talked to a few different people and, and we talked to a graphic designer that I know. Um, and she was one of the ones who gave us some ideas on the jam cover, for instance. Now she's not a fandom fan, but her brothers are, and she's looked through the artwork that we've got and gone, I definitely want to get one of these. Now, she's not part of our community in a sense, but she's a part of an Australian community who's been touched by the fires and who has the fandom as a touchstone for our cultural identity. And she's keen on the book. I think that um, if we can get this um, 
more broadly known about, um, then it, it could go, it could go um, quite widespread. So, and I hope it does because at the end of the day, every sale and every cent that we make out of this, um, basically the, the, our, our fundamental policy is we're, we're getting income. We know that from, from selling these. And we've got costs, we know that, in terms of whether it's production down the line or printing and um, distribution costs. But whatever income, minus whatever costs, the rest of it goes straight to the Red Cross. And we're not taking a cent for ourselves. There's no, there's no um, uh, financial benefit to Chronicle Chamber. Um, it's all going to charity. And I'm really proud of that. Mm. And, I, you know, it's probably a good moment to talk about the fact that at this stage, even before we have actually posted a book, we're already looking at, what is it, about $12,500 that, that has yeah. been raised? And that's through the sale and of artwork and pre-orders and stuff like that. And that's just done by a little fan group, you know? Yeah. Um, so so we are counting... We are, we are counting that money and, and people might say, oh, well, you haven't created the $12,000. But at the end of the day, without the three of us going, yes, let's commit to this idea and um, let's, let's work on a book and create a book, there wouldn't be 50 pieces of artwork or, or 25 odd that are created traditionally that people can buy the original work for. And, and so that idea has led to the creation of that art and all of the artists who have said, you know, I'll charge $100, $200, $300, whatever it is for this artwork. But in, in lieu of payment, show me a receipt for your donation to Red Cross and therefore you get the book. Um, so we count that towards it and all the rest of it. So you, you're right, Jermaine. There's been no book sales as such right now, um, but $12,500 raised um, through original artwork or the Faffle donations from the Phantom Art Show and others, Pete Klaus, who sent stuff across Peter Kingston from the art show um, who's who, we've raised money from their work as well. We've, we're counting it all because it's, um, yeah. I guess, uh, going towards fruit it. of, yeah, it's fruit of the tree that we planted, if you like. Um, and I think the real money is about to come when, yeah. when we have the book available yeah. to sell. And there's, oh, I'll, ask, I'll there's, ask about the Faffles. And, oh, is there something else there, Jen? Oh, I was just going to say, there's still some original artwork floating around as well. So if you are yes. wanting to buy oh, yes. original artwork so you can say, I've got some original artwork from this book, you know, uh, get in contact with us because there's probably still, I reckon there's still five to ten pieces floating yes. and that hasn't yeah. been sold yet. Oh, I was very tempted to buy some of the, of the um, original artwork. I checked my banking out. Yeah, I could probably do it. But I want to buy a few more copies of this book because I want to give them, you know, to the local fire brigade or go to the local Red Cross place. Here, we made this yeah. for you. There you go. Yeah. Um, the question I was thinking of just before. Oh, so the, the print runs 400. Is there any reason for that particular number or is that just what the printers have given us? It's a good question. We probably should give praise to uh, the printers, Jeffries. Uh, Jeffrey's um, printing services. Uh, they were recommended by us by um, Paul Mason. And uh, I've, how, do you, how do you say his name? Is it Baden or ba Baden? Yeah, Baden. Baden Coogan. He basically said to us, "We'll give you initially. What was it? It was two hundred copies and twenty yep. to thirty pages." And yep. then uh, a month later, we're like, uh, can we have, what if <laughs> can we have 40, 50 pages? And he goes, yeah, you can have, um, I think he said, you can have 40. And then we went back to him and said, can we have 52? Uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're like, can we have four? No, I think where we go, we went 200 to 300 to 400. And, yeah. and this is all donated, all donated for free yes. by him. Um, he's like, look, I'll foot the bill. Uh, I'm not going to charge you a thing. It's colour. As you can see, there's brilliant colours in this book. Um, and it's all free. It was all donated by him for free. Um, yeah. So, you know, huge... And, and, and it just means that all of those dollars that we might have otherwise had to spend on the printing costs yeah. are going to Red Cross. Exactly. So yeah. instead of you know, the first two, three thousand or whatever it was going to cost. Yeah. Basically gets to go to Red Cross, um, which is, which is, you know, which is huge. So, 
uh, you know, huge shout out to Bain and I. He's in the, all his details are in the front and the back of the book. So if you need any uh, printing services or you need, like, oh. if you're an artist, and you need like a sketchbook or, or, you know, if you're a self-publisher or, or a whip book. like that, uh, get, in top, yeah. get in touch with Baden because um, a, a brilliant guy answered all of our dumb questions, uh, bent all uh, our stupid demands and stuff like that. Um, you know, sent, Can't recommend him too highly. He's, yeah, he's sent proofs around Australia for us to look at. <laughs> um, Not so, one to yeah. Ballarat, I might say. He, he, he did a great job. <laughs> um, well, so <clears throat> that's there. Yeah, no, it's excellent. Because yeah, I was just wondering, you know, 400, you know, seeing as when the founder first came out, it was 400 years ago. Yeah, that's a nice piece. It is a nice piece of symmetry. It is a nice coincidence. But uh, look, I, I, I've floated it and, and everyone's like, oh, don't talk about it yet. But I really do hope we get to do a second print run and whether that may be in line with a, a supernova. So maybe there's a, a supernova specials second print second edition or whatever but that said we all know that first editions are the most collectible and this is the only way to get a first edition is to jump on board with it now yes um now you mentioned before the faffles so what were the faffles all about um for those of you for those people who may not have been on on board with the faffles and or they've yeah. seen the or they've seen the word faffle and thought what the hell is that <laughs> Yeah, so that was uh, that was, I guess, Paul um, blame for the word faffle. <laughs> Paul Maloney, yeah, that's right. Um, that it came from because we again we just sent the blank email out to all of the different all, all the artists. And as Jermaine said, every one of our contacts, basically anyone who's ever been on the podcast, can you help with this? And um, Peter Kingston, who people will know from the um, the Phantom Art Show, and he was on podcast number. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to say 45, 47, something around that. You know three four five years ago um he was on the podcast and, and quite quite a um a well-known artist in his own right did um curated the phantom art show together with deep Littlewash, and uh he got in touch and said no well i can't i haven't got the time i haven't got the ability to contribute artwork now but um what if i send you some pieces from the phantom art show and um and so he did and we got a number of pieces from the phantom art show and we um, faffled those off and and then Pete Klaus from America friends of the Phantom um, of, of friends of the Phantom fame he sent some stuff over as well and and between all of those it was over two and a half thousand dollars that we were able to raise and and again I guess that gives us a baseline for being able to um, post stuff immediately so it covers mm. our um, um, postage and shipping and that sort of thing as well it means that Right now, I've got I've got 400 envelopes sitting in a box over to my right there. Um, it means that I've been able to put the. Um, hang on, yeah, if, I just, if I just reach over here, <laughs> it means I've been able to um, do the labels up for the stickers, and that's going to go on the back <laughs> of the envelopes. And the um, I'll just wave this so that nobody can see the read the addresses. But these are the pre-orders and stuff. Um, so all of that stuff's been able to be purchased straight away. Um, before the the money from the books itself comes in, so it means we can get them out faster. The Which people. means so, the uh, the um, wife doesn't get upset with you spending all her money. <laughs> yeah, correct, correct, and 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 obviously every cent. Again, as I said, the, the income to us, whether it's from faffles or book sales, those are the two income streams, and and the costs out in terms of postage and shipping, um, which are the the two out out. Um, Outcome? That's not even a word. Outcome streams. Expenditures. Um, you know, expenditures. Thank you very much, Steve. Um, the, the, whatever's the middle, you know, between our income and, and expenditure, every cent's going to get um, donated. So um, it's just been really good to have that um, uh, base, base ability to get set up and organised so we can be as quick as we possibly can in terms of mm. getting this out to, um, out to people who want to buy it. Because a lot of this well, has been done while we're working full-time jobs as well. So. <laughs> there is that small matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, fellas, um, well, I think we've covered, unless there's anything else to, that I haven't asked you about that you really wanted to say. Um, I would like to know what everyone's couple of pieces of artwork that they really enjoyed. We don't have to yeah. show it, but you just give us names that, you know, ones that like really jumped out or you're really proud of or, or, or something like that. Steve, do you have any? Put, oh, from, oh, just from us? Yeah, yeah, just oh. from us. Oh. I don't even have, I don't have the, the digital copy on me at the moment. But um, 
yeah, even even the art that was in black and white was was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and the, as as you mentioned before, there's the the fiery themes and the, and the um as in the fire firemen and firewomen, uh, the um and the and the animals were were a big theme. But um, I don't want to spoil the book, but I think I think that towards the end of the book um they may be placed, but the ones where it's the aftermath of the fire. So you don't need to show anything on the on the video, just in case people, just to give them a little bit of surprise. Um, I can't remember who they do it, but it's the yeah yeah around about that. <laughs> and um, when I've shown yeah when I've shown those <laughs> yeah, sort of they're the, the blue images yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just the quick the bluey gray images, um, and the, and the um, the promise of new life and new beginning yeah um, type they're they're the um, the artworks are really really strike you and and when i've shown that um the you know the little digital copy i've had it, just on my phone to others and they go oh wow like they're, they're going through everything jesus like um i know my my local comic shop they really love guy Prasant's um fan mm-hmm. you know fandom with the with the firefighters fire yeah um she just thought that was like a wiry farmer going to you know defend his property um mm-hmm. But yeah, then got to the, the 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 ones at the end, and yeah, she stopped talking. She was like, "That that's incredible." Mm. So yeah, it's those ones that yeah, the new beginnings coming. Yeah, I I don't think that I can. I I'm not prepared to really name any that <laughs> are my favourites because. Uh, I know, and I know that's classic sitting on the fence. But honestly, any page that I open up to, I'm like, "Wow, I really like that one." Or they are all phenomenal. <laughs> exactly right, and and I hope that no one's critical because they're just pinups um, that are through this. I know that the, there's the Australia Burns uh, anthology, which I'm sure we're all going to buy as well. That's coming out that is um, far broader than just the Phantom. Um, and it's got comics and prose stories and all the rest of it that are in there as well. And ours is, uh, in a sense, it's just pinups. But um, I hope that's not a criticism that that goes broadly because every one of them is a is a really awesome piece of artwork in its own right. Um, I guess what I would say, in, in line in line with what Stephen just said about. Um, um, the hope and stuff towards the end of the story. What I really enjoyed, the probably the thing I enjoyed just about the most about the whole process was the night that I, I got a printout of, of all of the pages that we had <laughs> and then just sat here um, in, in my skull cave with the 52 pieces of paper and tried to find the story. In, in what people had given us because people, the artwork we gave, we gave no instructions other than um, to the artists other than is to do with the bushfire and the bushfire recovery and relief efforts. And people found their own moment in time and, and they told their own story in their own picture. And then for me to lay out on the floor and, and uh, uh, for, for me to lay out on the floor, what I thought was the right order for those pictures to be shown in to tell an overall story. I hope people do find the story in the book and, and can flick through it. Um, you can open it up in any page and enjoy it. But I, I also hope that as you flick through from page one, two, three, through to 52, you can see a whole story in it because that was something I tried to achieve that night. And I really enjoyed it. Um, and every page and every double page spread tells a story for me. And I really enjoyed that process. So, for someone who couldn't answer the question, you sure uh, took a long way of saying how you couldn't yeah, answer yeah, that yeah. question. <laughs> Mate, we're 145 <laughs> podcasts deep. You know, surely I can do that. <laughs> uh, it was just good hearing the, the story behind the, um, the, the photo that slipped onto Facebook. It's, so, that's what was happening. <laughs> yeah. The less said about that one, the better. <laughs> yeah. Someone who... Jermaine, do you have a favourite? You're asking us. You haven't um, mentioned one yet. I've got several. No, you've got to pick one. Okay. Well, no, I say that I've got... What about if I say that my wife's favourite one? Okay. <laughs> my wife's favourite image is Doug Kaluba's. Uh, she saw that image and fell in love with it. So much so that mm. it's actually allowed inside, outside of the skull cave. <laughs> um, but then the other piece... 
it's probably not my favourite, but one of my favourite, one of my, one of my favourite stories of this would be the fact that we have published the first Phantom picture by Norm Greyfogle. I'm very proud of that. Now, for those so for people fans, who don't know who Bra- Norm Brayfogel is, for, yeah, uh, for those fan fans that don't know him, uh, he's basically an artist who's known for his DC work. But back in the early 2000s, he actually was asked to draw some uh, images that were going to possibly go into a style guide for um, uh, for King Features. It didn't end up happening, and uh, it was one of his regrets in a sense, as the story goes, was that he was never able to actually do publish phantom work. And you can read about it on our website. Um, if you got a pen or something like that, uh, it is, where is it? Uh, it is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y, slash Norm Brayfoggle with a capital N and a capital B. Um, that's in the index, so you can have a look at it as well. Uh, so a huge shout out to Daniel Best who gave us, uh, who was part of the estate of Norms and gave us permission to use that image. And we've got, we managed to sneak two images in there. Um, so that's one of the stories that I'm really, really proud about. And that's, that is one of the images there. Yeah. This and right between um, uh, Norm Brayfogle and then Paul Mason with the uh, cover as well, those are the only two artists that have got two pictures. Um, in the book, there's a, there's a few colorists that have contributed to two images, but those are the only two artists who yeah. have got two pictures. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that that was what, that's probably one of my favorite favorite stories. One of the favorite stories of the book was basically getting Norm from beyond the mm. grave to contribute to the book. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> it's just it's just it is awesome that you know it's a name that might not mean much to Phantom fans, but to the wider community, um, it is an awesome story. And the fact that we're able to get a couple of images in there uh, is, is a big deal for a couple of, um, you know, for a fan website and a couple of newbies in the publishing game. Exactly. Yeah. It's been excellent. And, and you mentioned the, um, the colorists too. Big shout out to the colorists because mm. like, oftentimes we'd, we'd see the artwork and it was in, in black and white. And then we'd, and we think, wow, that is phenomenal. And then the colorist gets into it and just blows you away every single mm-hmm. time. And one of the um, upcom the blue images, um, was also colored as in a red image, and which was phenomenal as well. Um, so, yeah, big shout mm-hmm. out to, to the colorists who, who've really made um, the artist work pop. It, they, mm-hmm. they do an yeah. absolutely stellar and brilliant job. And just just as a quick shout out to the colorists, the way that that often happened was um, the black and white would get published as in a, you know, uh, on Facebook here, I'm going to sell this and a colorist would jump on and say, well, it, here's how I'd color it. And then the, um, then it went from there or, um, you know, colorists would contact us to say, Hey, have you got any black and white stuff that I could color to contribute to the book? Answering the, I, I guess the cattle call that we put out in yeah. mid January, um, they said, well, I I'm not going to draw anything, but if you've got any black and white stuff contributed, let me know so that I can color it and, and contribute in that way. So again, it was just all about people who just put their hand up and said, can I, yep. can I help in some way to, to, to the cause? Yeah. And to all those people, we're extremely grateful. Oh, um, eternally the, grateful. Yeah, um, this book wouldn't have been um, been able to to come about unless we had the um, the generosity of so many people. So, thank Absolutely. you very much. Um, I'm sure. Well, all the details are in the book. Are we putting them up on the website too? Just to, an extra shout out. All the acknowledgements. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think we will acknowledgements. Yep. Um, yeah. And so, fellas, it's it's nearly time for the for books to be coming out. When when do when should people be expecting to have them in their letterboxes, you reckon? Well, as well, this podcast uh, comes out, the, they can purchase it. And I think we're working out, I think, what is it, five business days for Australia and about 10, 10 to 15 yeah. for overseas? As Jermaine said earlier, we've all got full-time jobs and um, all of the books are going to be posted to us and then, you know, we and our families have got to send them out to people. So... Um, we hope that people can be patient, but honestly, within a, within a week of you purchasing them, 
two at the outside, the book should be arriving in your letterbox. So um, we appreciate, you know, we appreciate people's patience with the fact that we're not a publishing house. We are just um, a, a few blokes who are uh, contributing to a website and want to record a podcast so that we can talk fandom and got an idea to do a, a bushfire uh, fundraiser book. And uh, we will do the best that we can and get it out as quickly as we can. Um, but a little bit of patience to be appreciated as, as um, we live the rest of our lives and get this thing done. Yeah. If you have any concerns, email us chroniclechamber at gmail.com. Um, the three of us check it hourly. So you yes. know, any, any concerns on there, you will get a response within half a day. Um, yes. You know, and if you want to talk to us on the phone and stuff like that, email us first and we'll, we will talk to you on the phone if needed. Um, we, we're, we're fans. And so there's nothing, we, we hate delays. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're totally there with you. And so, yeah. So if you have any concerns, email us, contact us. Um, and we will be, we will be in touch with you very, very quickly. Yeah. Radio fellas, well, thank you for your time this evening. You guys have been wonderful to interview. Jermaine, <laughs> I, I know you, you're, you're a bit uh, poorly during the week and you look like you're, you're in better health today. Oh, well, on top, of, on top of us all doing full-time jobs, you had Dan who started a new, uh, a new role, which meant he had to put in extra hours, which meant he actually had to work. Uh, <laughs> 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 and then uh, I, I, had my, I got my dog. close to my hours now, which is about yeah. right. <laughs> got a dog that's come up with cancer so there's been two vet trips with that and then uh i've had to go to the doctors and the dentists and daytime surgery you know two three times as well and my wife's done her back as well um surprisingly the kids are all well so that's always <laughs> a good that's always a good part because they're the ones that usually uh usually do it uh usually get um usually suffer the first so yeah it hasn't been sm- smooth sailing at all um but no but at the end of the day i think every time we've thought to ourselves jesus is hard we've also gone yeah. at least our house didn't burn down <laughs> at least yeah. no one in our family yeah. has died you it, know we, so, we are it, still incredibly lucky yeah. we are incredibly lucky and, and to put it all in perspective and and that's why um we, we're more than happy to do what we're doing to try and help out exactly absolutely um, so if you guys would like to help out what, what we do here at Chronicle Chamber, you can, of course, become a, a Patreon um, and you can always we check probably us. should We probably should say how people can buy the book if they're just listening. Oh, yeah. So, if you, yeah, we haven't actually said that, have we? So you can buy, <laughs> I well, don't think we have. <laughs> I don't think we've... Another shout-out we've got to do is we've got a shout-out to Fru, who, um, one, they've donated the masthead that you, that you would have seen on when the boys have thrown up the... Um, the book, so we've been able to use the Through the Phantom uh, masthead, which has been awesome. And they have very generously given us um, a back page advertisement on back of one or two Through issues. Is it? I think it's a Through issue coming up soon. Eleven sixty one or no? Hang on, eighteen sixty one or eighteen sixty two? One of those. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I heard a couple of numbers, so I wasn't sure if it was one or two issues. Um, so thank you very much to Dudley, Glenn and Renee there, the Fruit Crew, um, for helping us out there and, and supporting us on that. Um, so if you would like to um, purchase a copy, and of course you do, um, and, you, and you want to purchase multiple copies, can, can people purchase multiple copies? Up to five. Yeah, absolutely. Up to five at a time. Um, and I'm assuming they just go straight to chroniclechamber.com? Is that the way to, to purchase the book? You, you can go to chroniclechamber.com and follow the links from there. It'll be a pretty clear uh, image at the top of the screen if you go there. Or you can also go to bushfirefundraiser.com. Um, Bushfire Fundraiser with the fundraiser is spelled with a PH. Yeah. So Bushfire Fundraiser with a PH.com will get you to um, the order form for the book as well. Um, so, so once you dollars, thirty dollars plus shipping. Thirty dollars plus shipping. Um, a, so if, if you're in Australia, Australia, it's going to be about thirty-five. Five dollars, yeah, and then overseas, yep. unfortunately, you have to pay full price of what um, we get charged by Australia. Depends on where you are. Yeah. Unfortunately, on that one, we can't give you yeah. a flat rate. We'd love to. And, well, at, at but, the um, end, at can't. the end of the day, we are trying to give Red Cross thirty dollars per book that we sell. And so, yep. um, yeah, 
So you pay for the postage. Fair enough too. Okay. So once again, fellas, thank you for joining me this evening and, and making yourselves available for this interview. It's been great. Um, you can check us out on chroniclechamber.com. Email us at chroniclechamber at gmail.com. Of course, we have our social media links at Facebook, uh, Chronicle Chamber, Phantom Fan Page, and the Phantom Collector Group. Uh, we're on Twitter at Chronicle Tweets, Instagram at Chronicle Chamber, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, excuse me, on iTunes or via apps like Podbean, Player FM, Castbox, Listen Notes. Are we on Spotify yet? Yeah. Yeah, we are. So, excellent. We are on Spotify. Um, my year twelves, my year twelves found me on Spotify the other day. It was an interesting experience. Oh, it's only just—it's only taking this long. Mine, mine found me a, couple, a year or two ago before Spotify. <laughs> I, I, I dropped something about the Phantom, and then they searched and hey, Mister East, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> so that's a bit of fun. Um, so, fellas, as always, happy fandoming. Thanks, happy, Steve. Happy fandoming. Happy fandoming, guys. And um, don't forget, chroniclechamber.com, buy your book. 500 years ago, he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck. And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy, injustice and cruelty. And all my sons will follow me, so evildoers will believe that this Man cannot die. The Phantom, the ghost who walks. The Phantom, enemies beware. The Phantom's always there, but you won't find the Phantom. He finds.